You are listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 95. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing and you should do. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and today's episode is... Help! Is my 401k going to tank during the downturn? Sounds a little long for an episode. Maybe I'll shorten that up when I actually uh, post the podcast, but that's what I came up with for now anyway. And I hope everyone's having an awesome day. Before I get to the topic, just wanted to let you know real quick, little extra pep in my step because all pro dads met this morning. It is a group I started at my kids' elementary school, and today's topic was reading. But here's the deal. I'm extra fired up because I'm always looking for my wife to be proud of me. I don't know. Are you like that with your, your significant other or your parent or somebody in your life? I'm always always looking for her to be proud of me. And today, my wife, who is an associate principal at a middle school in a neighboring school district, well, the district is off of school, so, so my wife, for the first time, and we're on year number three of All Pro Dad, she showed up to see what was going on, wondering what this All Pro Dad's Day was all about, this group uh, that I got started at the elementary school, wondering what kind of cult I had going on, so she came to check it out. And during this, this All Pro Dad session, go to allprodads.com, start a chapter at your kid's elementary school. You'll be so glad that you did. Get with me if you have questions, scott at bestandwealth.com. But at the start of All Pro Dads, well, after we load up with sugar and caffeine, we start with what's called the I'm proud of you exercise. And dads raise their hands only if they want to. They say their name, their kid's name, and why they're proud of their kids. Some dads are talking about they're proud that their kids get up in the morning and get themselves ready for school. Other dads are proud about an instrument they're playing, a sport they're playing, a grade they got in school, good manners, whatever the case might be. So in the middle of this whole exercise, I'm up in front saying, all right, you go, now you go, now you go. My wife's standing in back, I'm, she's standing in back and I'm looking, she's got a little tear in her eye because it's a pretty emotional experience. If you think about it, I mean, how many dads are standing up in front of a group of people telling you why they're proud of their kids? It's, it's very, very cool. And, and the super cool thing, since a lot of times I'm all about me, my wife was proud of me for this group that I started and that was extra special for me today and lastly before we get to the topic of the day 
A couple weeks ago when we did our last episode, I know I haven't been doing weekly episodes. Things have been cray-cray around here uh, with my new home, clients, etc. I'm doing the best that I can. But we were in a season and we did nine rules of ten from Dr. Daniel Crosby's book. So if you haven't seen any of them, or sorry, listen to any of them, go back to previous as- to previous episodes and listen to these episodes. But I didn't get to number 10, and the reason I didn't is because I basically have already done rule number 10, and I did it in episode number 82. Episode number 82 you can get to by going to bestandwealth.com backslash 82 and it'll take you right to that episode and rule number 10 is well it's not the 10th rule in dr daniel's book but it's the 10th rule that i'm giving you right now uh for him it was like rule number two or something like that but rule number 10 is you can't do this alone it is almost impossible no 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 i take that back it is impossible to be objective about your own money and a lot of times people want to do it by themselves because hey they don't trust or they don't want to pay an advisor to help them out and episode number 82 is all about and I even speak about this rule in this episode, but it's titled Quantifying the Value of Financial Advice. So if this is a commercial for me and Fortress Planning Group, well, so be it because it is. But go back to episode number 82 and listen to this episode because if you find the right advisor, one who is completely independent, one who is a certified financial planner, one who works under a fee-only model, well, they can greatly help you actually earn way more back than what you're paying them by taking some certain steps, some certain steps that I know you are most likely not doing on your own. And hey, if it's not me, and it's cool if it is, email me, best in wealth, sorry, scott at bestinwealth.com would love to have a conversation with you but find somebody within your area if you want to you can go to letsmakeaplan.org and search for an advisor in your area wait 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 wait. i think it's letsmakeaplan.net it's .net or .org but that's the certified financial planner website where you can look up certified financial planners in your area, but know that I work with clients virtually all over the United States, and I would love to have a conversation with you. Now, enough on that, because let's get to the topic of the day. Help, is my 401k going to tank? How about that? That's a little shorter. Let's go with that one. That's what I think I'll go with when I, when I put the title out. And I'm basing this episode off an article that my brother-in-law sent me just last week. 
And the article was in USA Today by a guy named Adam Shell, and it's titled 401k Uncertainty, Three Ways to Protect Your Retirement Savings from a Market Crash. So we're going to use his article as a guideline. If you want to, go to bestinwealth.com slash 95. Click on the link. You can read the article yourself. But we're going to use this because we've just been in this season, these last couple years of really high market returns from the stock market. If you have money in the stock market and you have a good percentage in stocks, well, I don't care if you're undiversified. I don't care if you don't or don't have enough sectors. I don't care about anything because chances are you've done really well. But we know as family stewards that what goes up must come down at least for a short period of time. We haven't had a correction or a recession in a long, long time. So for a lot of people, it feels like, man, my portfolio went up so much, my 401k, my IRA. Well, what am I going to do? Do I need to do something right now? Because it's inevitable that the market's going to go down again. And then we right away go back to 2008 when things were not pretty. So Adam Shell gave us three ways to protect our retirement savings. I'm going to go over them and add to them more actionable steps that you can take to protect yourself in your 401k. And the first way Adam says you can protect your portfolio is to stress test your portfolio. In the article, Adam says the best way to do this is to go to imagination land and think about your portfolio's value, your 401k value, and think about what, how much can I lose? Like, what do I consider a devastating loss? Like, lay out the worst case scenario in your head. And what is it? Is it a 10%, a 20%, or a 50% drop? that you can handle and ride through. Because remember, these are just paper losses. And as an example, if somebody had a 401k, or if you have a 401k, $150,000, and it takes a 20% drop, well, that's if the market or your portfolio takes a 20% drop, that's $30,000 of paper loss. Is that okay with you? Can, you? can you stomach that? Because if you can... Well, maybe you're in a fine portfolio right now and you can stay disciplined and continue to contribute until the market goes back up and then you feel good again. What about if your portfolio's a million dollars? Well, a 20% drop now, you just went from a million to 800. But again, it's just paper losses. So lay out the worst case scenario and then We'll go on to step number two, because if you have a portfolio that is going to take a 50% drop at the next downturn, do you really want or need or can handle or can stomach that kind of risk? So the next thing in this article that Adam says to do is to adjust your risk. And what he's basically saying is, If your risk level was from a very basic level, 70% stocks and 30% bonds, and that's your risk level, 
Well, let's pretend that that's what you were in. But guess what? The Dow is up 15% this year. That doesn't mean your portfolio is, but it's, it's up 15%. It was up a whole bunch last year. So if you did this a while ago, chances are now you don't have 70% in stocks. You have 80% in stocks because stocks have been doing so much better than bonds lately. And if that's the case, you should rebalance your portfolio and you should rebalance, according to the article, once a year. Now, I'm going to tell you that you're better off, most likely, strategically rebalancing. That doesn't mean you rebalance every quarter or every year. It means you have your advisor take a hard look at your portfolio. And if a certain asset class has drifted away a certain percentage, maybe that's 5% from its correct allocation, well, then you strategically you strategically rebalance because remember, every time you rebalance, there is costs to trading. So let's not rebalance just to rebalance. Let's do it strategically and smartly. But it leads me to something totally different in this article. Adam is telling us to adjust our risk. But what if we don't know what our risk is to begin with? What is risk? What's the appropriate amount of risk for me. And there's a lot of people with a lot of formulas, basic formulas. But when you use these generic formulas, you have to remember that everybody's different. You're different than your neighbor. You're different than the person that's in the cubicle next to you. Your risk level is different. And using some generic sense sometimes is not in your best interest. So I'm going to give you an offer right now. All you need to do is this. Send me an email, scott at bestandwealth.com. And just say, Scott, I want to take the risk analysis. I want to figure out where I am with my risk level. I'll send you a link. You can take the test and you can figure out what your personal risk number is. And it will be a number between one and a hundred. And let me explain or give you some examples of what those numbers kind of look like. All right. Number one is if you were a risk one, well, that means you should put all your money under the mattress. That is a risk one. You're not willing to take any risk in the stock or bond or CD or any market at all. It's going under your mattress. But just so you know, you're taking on inflation risk if you do this. So there's all kinds of other issues you get into if you're going to put all of your savings under your mattress. But that's number one. Number 99 well, that's if you're going to be in one super volatile single stock. You're putting all your money into what? Twitter stock. Twitter stock currently is a risk 99 because it's so incredibly volatile. But if you wanted to put your 150000 your million dollars into a risk 99, you ought to put it all into Twitter stock. The problem is when it takes a 60 or 80% dip, well, I don't think you're going to be able to stomach those kinds of losses. 
To put it even into more perspective, so Twitter stock 99, that's not me, but what about the S&P? What risk level is this, Scott, from a 1 to a 99? The S&P 500, which is much more diversified than Twitter stock, but it's still only the 500 largest companies in the United States, that risk number is a 78. So how does that match up? What is your risk number? Well, I'm going to help you figure that out if you send me an email, scott at bestandwealth.com. And just say, I want to take the risk test. That's your first step. Once we realize what our risk is, well, what's so cool about software right now is with my clients right now, we figure out what their risk number is and then we figure out what their current portfolio is. We take their 401k, their IRA, their taxable accounts, whatever how many accounts they have, and all the different stocks and bonds and cash mixes, dump it into a software program, and bam, now we have a risk number for their overall portfolio. And let me give you an example of of how that might play out. I have some new clients right now who we determined, at least right now, that their risk number as a couple is a 62. So what's a 62? It's certainly less than the S&P 500. And when we, der- and when we diversify off of just 500 stocks into 12,000 companies, we can eliminate risk that way. But the other thing we need to do is to get some sort of the right bond mix in there too to take that risk down to a 62. So we determine that. And they had some IRAs that we, you know, adjusted the trading to a 62. Well, she had another 401k at her current job, several hundred thousand dollars there. And we dumped all that into the program and the risk in that 401k was 76. That's not good because when we hit that next recession, she is most likely going to sell when the market is down because she won't be able to stomach all the risk that's in that current portfolio. So we looked at the different mutual funds that were available inside of that 401k to get her to her certain risk level. And let me give you the limitations of, of 401ks for a second. They she can make her own mix, but within 401ks, a lot of times they have managed portfolios. And they gave her four different options. Well, she was in the riskiest option right now at, 70, at uh, 76. Well, the next option was option three. That option, once I threw that into the software, we figured out was a risk 68. Well, that's still too high for her risk 62 level. So we're like, all right, well, let's go to option number two. And what was option number two? It had a risk of 55 in it. So really, when we look at these options in these 401ks, she really was an option 2.5. Unfortunately, she couldn't choose that option. Now, she did have an option of figuring out this by herself, but how many people are using sophisticated software that costs thousands of dollars a year to use to dial in on their own risk. I'm saying to you, send me the email. We'll figure out your risk number. On top of that, if you want to take it to the next level, I will give you a second opinion on what your current investments are and what that risk level is. 
So you can have the peace of mind that if your personal risk level matches your current 401k or IRA or portfolio, you should feel good about where you're at right now in the market, given that we don't know when we're going to see the next correction or recession, but you'll be ready to stay disciplined through it like a family steward should. But it starts with you sending the email. All right, let's go to number three. Number three of Adam, who basically says balance, need, and greed. And what he means by that is if you have money that you need in the next 12 to 18 months, and I'll say even further out, three years or five years, you have no business being in the stock market. That money is earmarked for short term. That money needs to be in cash. As much as it might hurt when you see the stock market up 12%, and now that money you had could have grown by 12%, but the opposite could have easily happened. The market could have lost 20%. And if you had all your money in the market and you had $100,000 that you needed and the market took a 20% dip, Now you only have 80 grand when you needed 100,000. Short-term money needs to be in cash. That's what Adam is saying. But your money in your 401k, your money in your IRAs, if you have 20 or 30 years, this is not short-term money. And if you're getting ready to retire or you are just retired, We still need to keep a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds and cash. Do we need to de-risk that portfolio? Absolutely. I'm not sure how much. It all depends on all of your goals and all of what you have right now and what your personal risk number is. There's so many things. There's so many inputs before I could tell you where you needed to be, unless you wanted me to give you some sort of generic formula for everyone. But we're not everyone. We're family stewards, and every one of us are different. We all have our own risk number. Do you have any idea what your personal risk number is? Up until a few years ago, I didn't know what mine was. But we need to know what our number is. We need to know what our portfolio's number is. And this is a real easy way to figure it out. It's like playing the would you rather game. Let me just give you an example of a question that will come up when you send me an email, scott at bestandwealth.com, that you want to take the risk survey. There'll be a question like this. Would you rather a certain 10% gain or trade that in for a flip of the coin? Heads, you lose 10% in your portfolio. Tails, you gain 150% in your portfolio. Let's put that into perspective. If you had a million dollars right now, and you took that certain gain, well, you got 1.1 million. If you choose the flip of the coin, you may end up with $900,000, or you may turn that million dollars into $2.5 million. Where are you? That's question one. You'll answer another 10 questions like that, and boom, you will get a risk score. All right, 
I need to roll. I need to get up on out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an unbelievable week. I hope you send me an email. I hope you take the risk test. There's no obligation, not at all. The bottom line here is we want to help every family steward that we can, whether they're clients or not clients. I have the software right now to easily help everybody who may or may not want to become a client. Hey, have a great, great weekend. All right. I hope you guys got a lot out of this and I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you on the flip side. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.